approximately three years ago, I tried to kill myself and I'm still here. Why? What made me want to do it? What made me do it? In this book, or a book I wrote two years ago, I talk about it and today is the anniversary of that day. Welcome to the Mental Mobility Podcast, episode number 128. I'm going to talk about it, but even more so not about the day, right? The day that I chose to, I chose to live, right? And I put a post up on Instagram yesterday that kind of just, I just felt like I needed to share it because it's something important to me. Why? Because I'm here, not because I want a thousand messages of you got this and how you doing and are you okay and how's your brain. That part like makes me actually anxious. So I just leave it alone. I don't even look at it. I don't answer it and I'll lightly get through it. But for the most part, it's just to send the message that like there's a lot of people out there that don't, don't want to talk about it. Right? There's a lot of people out there that don't talk about how they feel and how negative they are because they either can't or they won't. Right? There's two different ways because they're either too much of a person or a, a man or a woman, like they're too strong to do so, or they just don't feel like they can trust anyone. Because what's the point? Right? There, there is a point. There's a, there's a point to talk. Anyone. It doesn't matter. Because the more it sticks in your head, the more that it's just going to sit there. And that's why I did the post is really to create more awareness because there's not, I could do special things for a special day and a world health day and a world health mental day and men's mental health month. And it doesn't matter. Those are made up shit. Right? A real day happened to me. And I know there's a couple, if not one, if not one, but a couple of real days for people out there, especially the people that I went to in group. Right, the people that I've talked to, the relationships I made there, like I wasn't alone there. It actually felt good because you're actually understood. You're actually listened to. You're actually talked to. And being able to talk about things like this. Here in this real world you can't. Right? You're scared to. You're afraid of what other people are gonna say. You're afraid of how they're going to react. And that's perfectly fine. But in the hospital, like, it was easy to talk about it. Not only because we had to, right? But also, everyone else is in the same situation. Everyone was in the same boat. And then after that, we went to the group, the rehab, and that's when everything made sense. From the way I felt, to medications, to coping skills, to the reasons that we're here. It was a very tough transition. And to be honest with you, like they were the first, that group was the first to know a lot about what was happening in my life for the future. They're the first ones to know about moving. They're the first ones to know about me planning to, to go to a different state and dropping everything. And I cried and I cried on those calls or those uh, group meetings. And I let it out there. I let them know like this is really hurting because how do you let go of something that you've done your whole life? How do you let go of some place you've been your whole life? And I made the decision to like, right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna close crank. It was very difficult. And that group was the first group to know. 
And I did a lot of the exercises and did a lot of the talking there because that's where it had to be before you even brought it out to the public, before you brought it out to my friends or family. It was talked to in that group because I just trusted them. And a lot of us don't have that. Right, so today I'm just gonna read something really fast. It was the day before I, I tried to kill myself. Okay, December 3rd, 2020. Are you a fighter? No, that's not my occupation. But yes, I am. I fight for those feelings of being normal. I fight to see the sun on a bright day. I fight to feel something other than pain. I may not be a fighter in the ring, but I am a fighter just to live. I don't know if I can't, I don't know if I can live anymore. I don't think I should exist anymore. I don't want my family to see me like this. I'm sure they hate me. But how many people tell me to live in the present? How many, what if your present is like the worst dream you've ever had and can't wake up from it? What if I don't want to live in that moment? The days of feeling like I'm floating in the air driving a cloud. But I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. Why am I floating? Why does the world feel like a dream? I feel like I've lost everyone I've cared about. I feel like I've lost everyone I've helped in the past 10 years. I feel like I've lost everything while doing so much. How can you be punished for doing so many good things? How can you fail when you're trying to make people better? I feel like the biggest failure and it's not even my fault. I have lost some of my best friends I've had. I guess that's business versus friendship. Sure, I have friends, but I feel like I've lost a lot. I miss them. I miss the jokes. I miss the laughing. I miss the sweat and the challenges. I miss crank. I hate to say that, but I really do. I know you can't focus on the past, just move ahead, but I miss them. A big piece of my heart was shattered into pieces, and those pieces keep getting shattered. A few times I will pick up the pieces and glue them together to only get them shattered again. Do you know how fucking strong you have to be to withstand this pain every day? It's fucking hard. To live and sit here and just eat punches all day long is hard. But I know this is building the skin for what's to come. Life is breaking me apart and I have to keep building myself back up. I'm building callus. I'm building more muscle to become stronger. There's no worse pain than what we're going through trying to smile through. Black windows, it's fucking hard, but so am I. My heart is broken, my soul is ripped apart. For the first time in a while, my will has to be my strength. The will to be here, the will to keep taking a beating, the will to keep getting up after sucker punched in the face. My will to live has to be my strength and I will be strong. Being strong, doing things you don't want to do. Love you all, Coach. It's crazy because when I think about that now and I read it, that was the day before, I was hurting. I remember. I remember I just felt lost. And just like everyone else, we sit there and we try to develop callus and what they would say in DBT is we try to improve the moment. 
right? I was trying to improve the moment because if you notice the, the sequence or the, the style of writing, I was writing very negatively, very tough, very sad. And then I tried to switch and I tried to improve that moment by saying, I need th I'm, uh, this is being done to me to develop callus, to give me hard skin, tough skin, to be stronger, to be better. I need to be strong. Those are the calls for help, right? Because I need help. And I'm almost giving in to the darkness. I'm giving in to the pain that it's giving me. So I'm saying that that pain is good for me, right? The pain, I, I need this pain for me to be better. I need this pain for me to be stronger. Sure, you might, but not at that level. To the point where I was inflicting pain on myself. I was inflicting hurt on myself. And I'm sure psychologically I was inflicting pain onto my families by either not being present or just being mad or being anxious. But that was a day before. I'm not going to read the whole book again. But I'm going to read the day that changed me, and that's December 4, 2020. It's pretty fast. I wake up and I immediately start crying. Emotions are just coming out and I can't control them anymore. I'm walking dogs, normal routine, same pattern, try not to move the day. And I can't stop crying. I can't stop feeling sorrow. I can't stop feeling guilt. I can't stop feeling hate. I can't stop feeling anger. Walking dogs, trying to exercise for some emotions to get out of myself, to feel better, to feel better, to act better, to be better, but I'm not. All I see is darkness. The sun is down, the moon is shining, and the thoughts are in my head. And as I'm walking, I know I can do it. I already have my plan. Jump in front of a bus. Just jump and it'll be all over. You know the speed of the bus. You know exactly when it's arriving. You know it'll be fast and easy. Those are the thoughts in my head, but those thoughts became a voice. And, and now I hear someone telling me, just do it. Life's not worth it. Just finish it. And this pain is too painful to be here. It's too hard to live this life. It's too hard to be where you are. No one loves you. No one cares about you. No one's there. All you see is darkness. Everyone hates you anyway. Fuck everyone. Fuck this world because the world fucked me. Those are the things I said. Those are the things the world says. Those are the things the voice says. As I'm walking towards the street, towards the dog park, I hear voices get louder and louder and louder and stronger and stronger and stronger. And on the left side of my ear, I hear this voice saying to me, just do it. It'll be so much easier. The only people I thought about, my family, and the voices telling me that you're a burden in their lives, and it would just be easier for them if you were gone. The way you were acting and living is not what they need to see in their lives. Those are the voices that I heard. Those are the voices that scared me. Those are the voices that took over me. The only thing I'm glad for that day, in that morning in the darkness, was the other voice one. And I'm grateful for that. And then from there, I remember I lined up on the street, ready to go. Standing there, waiting for the bus. Waiting, going back and forth, like two voices back and forth, back and forth, and then finally, it was coming, and I just sat on the floor with my dogs, and I just kind of 
push myself back into the streets more, away from the curb, more, 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 to really make sure I get away from it. And I just sat there. And I cried. I sat there and I cried for a long time. I finally went home. And I didn't know what to do. So I emailed my therapist or my psychiatrist because it was still like five in the morning. I emailed them. And once they realized that it said, or once they read it, I guess, and you know, it said I tried to commit suicide, they called me immediately and they took me into the hospital, to crisis. There was no ifs, ands, or buts because I sent that email. They are now legally obligated to take me in. So that's when they took me and they made sure I did it. <sighs> you know, today's like a weird day for me. Not a special day, but very awakening day. It feels weird. Everything about it is weird. But I am one that made it. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people where that voice just gets too strong, and they don't have the they don't have the will. They don't have the power to to have to do it. To say no. To improve the situation. To have that strength. So if you're a person that is going through the same thing, just want you to know it's okay to ask for help. Not that they're going to save the world for you. Not that they're going to make everything beautiful and roses. No, it's just so you're here another day to understand how life is precious, how life does matter, and how you do too. But it's all for us to find out. So if there's one thing I can tell you as we end, so if there's one thing I can tell you, is just ask for help. Because there's a lot of it out there. You just have to find the right one that works for you. All right, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming out. Subscribe. Peace.